confidence because well I think I'm gonna sing a song I won't I'm preaching short today okay so don't worry you're still good uh, partly because of the uh, nightly concerts we're having at mom's place uh, I'm gonna sing to you a song and if you don't like country style just don't don't act like you notice okay but uh, this morning I think I'm gonna try this we are see if this thing's hooked up ready to go it is hooked up hallelujah Somebody say, praise God. praise God. Yes, sir. I hope you are praising him. He's worthy to be praised. Amen. I'd dedicate this song to somebody, but there's a couple somebodies I'd rather they just... No, I love them real, real much. So here we go. Let's see what happens. No, don't do that. You silly, silly thing. Do this. I need some words, Brother Pat. I'm living in It's needing some repair The windows and the shutters are Letting in the cold, cold air I say to myself, I'm gonna fix it When I can find the time But all I've got is leaving even on my mind Lately all I've got is leaving on my mind Seems that's all I can think about Most of the time And very soon, I'll leave my troubles far behind. Lately, I've got leaving, leaving on my mind. God is leaving on my mind Seems that's all I've been thinking about Most of the time Soon and very soon 
I'll leave these troubles far behind. Lately I've been leaving, thinking about leaving on my mind. I'm getting a little bit of sound feedback on the bass side. has to give I couldn't care less if I could buy it for all with one solitary dime what good would a world down here do me with leaving on my mind lately all I've got is leaving on my mind Like it's all I've been thinking of most of the time. Now soon, very soon, I'll leave these troubles far behind. Lately, I've been thinking about and leaving was on my mind. One more time, lately, all I've got is leaving on my mind. Seems like that's all I find myself thinking about most of the time. Now soon and very soon I'll leave my troubles far behind. Lately, I've got leaving, leaving on my mind. Lately, I've got leaving, leaving on my mind. That's it, folks. Those who are listening today, you know who you are. I love you. I wanted to sing that for you. So today, I'm going to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 3, and verse 1. Praise God. I feel the presence of the Lord here today. If I can stop one person's downward slide, this service will be a great success. Amen. 
If I could see one young person turn around and say, God, I promise I'm going to live for you. It would be a great success. One senior, one child. I thank you all for listening so well. It's good to have my boy Z up here on the front row. He's listening to Grampy preach every time. I think he's going to be a preacher. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. Becky, it's good to see you this morning in the house of God. And I know that uh, Becky, I'll tell you what, she is one good mama. She, she tries so hard for her children, and especially Sean's been going through a very difficult time. And she's just stayed very much in tune with his needs. And I compliment you there, Becky. Now is the season. I'm going to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. And I want to preach just for a few moments with your special attention. Now is the season. Lord Jesus, we give you praise. We give you glory and honor. We thank you for every person that is in this building and those who are worshiping with us online. Father, we're thankful for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, we're thankful for your many, many blessings. Father, we ask a hedge of protection. We thank you for that hedge of spikes and spears that you placed around all your covenant people. And I pray, O oh God, that you would not allow the hedge to be lowered, but, O oh God, that you would cause that hedge to be high and resilient and strong. Thank you, Lord God, for every one of these dear people. And I pray in Jesus' name, Father, use me for your glory. Amen. You may be seated. Each of the four divisions of the year, spring, summer, autumn, and winter, are marked by particular weather patterns and unique characteristics. Things like the number of daylight hours. I love this time of the year because there's so many daylight hours. I'm, I'm a guy that if I go without the sun for two or three days, I don't like it. I like the sun to be shining. I, you know, I appreciate good temperatures and everything, but boy, I, I really do like the sunshine. How about you? So this time of the year, we have lots of sun and temperature changes and weather and everything's different and it all goes according to the particular season but there's one thing I know about seasons seasons don't last forever seasons change I want to say this to somebody who may be going through a difficult season just remember what I'm telling you that season will not last it's going to change God is going to bless you, and you are going to come out on top. Hallelujah. And if you don't feel it, say amen anyhow. Because it's not based on how we feel. The good book says to everything, there is a season, Abel. To everything, there is a season. A time to every purpose under the heaven. Seasons are temporary, like the tides. There are times when the tide is going out, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's just going out. You can sit there and cry and moan and, 
and whimper like a baby, but the tide is going to go out. And there's other times, I'm not making fun by the way, when the tide is coming in. I think the thing to do is to remember if the tide is going out in your life, just hang in there, baby. Because the tide will be coming back in. I remember the uh, funny story about the tourist who came from the Midwest and he was touring the coast of Maine, having a wonderful time. And he came to a, a little lobster shack that sat just a little ways off of the shore. And he ordered one of those nice Maine lobsters. Not a sound. You guys don't like Maine lobsters? And being the inquisitive type and trying to start a conversation with that old Maine geezer, he asked, excuse me, what do you boil your lobsters in? <laughs> to which the man who was selling the lobster stuck a thumb over his shoulder at the rolling surf, which is only a few yards away. And that flatlander said, Oh, you cook lobsters in seawater. Can I buy some? The old geezer smiled inwardly, grabbed a five-gallon pail, went down, scooped up about four gallons, put a lid on it, and charged him $25. He said, oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. This is, this is wonderful. I, I'm going to... I'm going to have this seawater to cook some stuff in. Well, it wasn't long before another year had gone by. And that same tourist came back to the same lobster shack. And this time it was low tide. He looked at the shore and the water line being several yards lower than what it had been last time he was there at high tide. He said, wow, you've been selling a lot of that seawater. Can I get another bucket? $25. The tides come in and the tides go out. Seasons are very temporary. They don't last. I don't know that you should be filling your mind with what the news media has to say. If you're having a steady diet of the news media, you're probably needing to pray through because they will fill you with such anxiety and fear. And by the time they get done with you, you'll be out there with Chicken Little saying, the sky is falling. I think what we need to do, we have a beautiful opportunity to get our noses in the good book. I've been reading more of the good book than ever before and enjoying it. And you know what? It's faith building. It's healthy. Besides, who are you going to believe, the newscaster or the good book? Seasons are never permanent. 
are going to change. If the tide is going out and it seems like you're losing everything, just hold on because the tide will turn around and it will come back in. We need to realize today that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. I remember several years ago we had an evangelist, only the older saints would remember him. I won't tell his last name, but his first name was Richard. And he came and preached for us. He, uh, he had this way of preaching, uh, uh, scaring the devil out of people. That's the nicest way I can put it. And he did a very fine job of that. I don't know how many would still be here. We remember he's the only evangelist I ever had that every time he preached, he said, turn off the lights. And it was the evening service. And he had a, back in those days, he had a slide projector. We didn't have the, uh, the uh, PowerPoint presentations. He could have really done a number on you then, but all he had was a slide projector. And he preached about some of the scariest things. I've repented seven times myself. <laughs> 18 people got the Holy Ghost. 35 people volunteered for foreign missions. <laughs> that part of it was a joke. 18 people really did get the Holy Ghost. How many just remember that revival? How many still hear from that? Huh? Oh yeah, some of you still remember. Mm -hmm. But there's a story I want to tell you that it, he told me. Well, there was a time in Richard's life when he was backslidden away from God. He had lost out with God. And I guess some very bad things, well, I don't guess, I know. I, I know his past. And some very hurtful and abusive things had happened to him. Matter of fact, when he was a little kid, his mother took him and his brother down town, a major city, stripped off their clothes, Brother Mike, left them in their underwear and turned around and walked away and left these two little kids, abandoned them downtown in a metro city. So Richard grew up with some hurts in his heart and, and even though somehow along the way him and his brother had come to God, he had fallen away from the Lord for a while. And he told a story that I shall never forget. He said, in that period of time that I was away from God, I grew very angry and bitter. He said, I began to frequent the bars. And he said, I hit the bottom. He said, I was drinking heavy, hanging out in the bar. He said, one night I was standing outside the bar on the city street with one of my drinking buddies and a Pentecostal came by. And this Pentecostal was very bold. He walked up and said, I want to tell you about Jesus. And Richard said, my buddy was very interested and he wanted to hear what this Pentecostal had to say. He started to tell him about salvation and how Jesus died on the cross and rose again and how he could obey the gospel by obeying Acts 2.38. 
Richard was standing over to one side and he was in that rebellious time of his life and he walked over and he planted himself between the Pentecostal and his drinking buddy. And Richard began to spout nasty and vile things to this Pentecostal. He told that Pentecostal man, you get going or I'm going to beat you to death. You get out of here. Shut up. He doesn't want to hear what you've got to say about your God. Doesn't sound like somebody that would later become a preacher, does it? But I'll never forget what Richard's buddy said to Richard. He said, Richard, please leave him alone. I want to hear what he has to say. Richard, please don't. Don't make him go away. I need to hear what he's got to say. And Richard was so angry and so bitter that he shoved the man and made him go down the street. And his buddy never did get to hear what that Pentecostal had come by to tell him. And Richard said it was just a short time later that his buddy died. He never did get to hear the testimony of that Pentecostal, that would have made a world of difference for his forever. Of course, later Richard would repent, get back to God. But tears would come to his eyes and he would hang his head in regret. And he would say, I'm the reason my friend never got to have an opportunity to hear the gospel. You see, things only last for a season. Richard didn't know that would be the last time that his buddy would ever get a chance to hear the gospel. I am preaching to somebody right now. You may feel young and invincible. You may feel like you are eternal. You are not. Your life is seasonal. You're only here for a while, like the steam coming out of the kettle, and then it vanishes and it's gone. And I'm here to tell you today that now is the season. Don't wait until you hear the sound of, of metal bending and glass breaking and the shrieking of someone that is dying. Don't wait until something horrible happens and then you scream, oh my God, please help me now. I, I have to tell somebody, while you're young and while you still have the ability and, and while God's given you the, the ability to think clearly and, and to be able to walk to an altar, don't disdain this season because God is speaking to your heart today and he's telling you, now is the season. This is the season to everything. There is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. I did some studying in the book of Acts about a, a man by the name of Felix. He's found in the 24th chapter of the book of Acts. And the Bible says, and after certain days when Felix came with his wife, Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned, that's Paul, reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix began to tremble, and he answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for you. Uh, Paul, I, I, I have to tell you, I really feel something right now. I, 
I, I, I've never felt this before. I, I feel emotional somehow. I don't know, understand this while, while you're talking to me. I, I feel emotional and I'm literally trembling. And, and uh, I'll tell you what, right now, Paul, you got to understand something. I have a full schedule. You see, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a government official and, and I have lots of things going on. And I'll tell you what, when I have a convenient season, I promise you, I'll be calling on you. It won't be long either. I'll do it when I have a convenient season. I have a very important message for somebody who is listening to this message. You will never find time for obeying the gospel. You will never find a time. You must make a time. There will never be a convenient time to draw close to God. Matter of fact, the closer we get to the coming of the Lord, the more difficult it will be for you to take time, to, to find time, to develop your walk with God. I have to tell somebody, when you have a convenient season, if that's what you're waiting on, you'll be waiting too long. Because this season won't last forever. This is why the writer of Romans said, and that knowing the time, that now it is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. I don't know how to say this because I, I deal with people every time I get up to preach. I never know if this will be the last time that I preach or the last time you hear me preach. I think we forget that this life is very temporary. This is urgent. You can sense, if you will, how late it is. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me today. Time is running out. This season that we're in is coming to an end. Some of you have spurned the Lord time and time again. You've heard somebody say, look, why don't you give your heart to God? Why, why don't you start praying now? Uh, why, why don't you at least pray before you go to bed at night? And your parents have begged you, please, why, why, why don't you just take a little time to, to talk to God? But I feel in the Holy Ghost that your time is running out. And that season is coming to an end and before it does, you need to take advantage of this opportunity. In reading this good book, one of the saddest verses I've ever read in the entire book is found in the book of Jeremiah. It's probably the saddest I've ever read. I'm opening now and I'm going to read it right from the page of the good book. It's in Jeremiah chapter 8 and verse 20. And it simply says, the harvest is past. The summer is ended and we are not saved. Something tells me that there may be somebody who will one day wish, oh God, I wish, 
I just listened to the preacher that one last time. Oh God, how I wish I, I had listened to the preaching that one last time. I didn't know, I, I didn't understand how serious it was. I hope that you're not one of the people who says with Jeremiah, the harvest is past. It's ended. It's over. And we are not saved. I, I want to be smiley and encouraging. I'm trying. But I'm a preacher. And somebody's soul is in danger. And you can write it off. You can, you can just say, uh, he's just trying to scare me. But I'm telling you today, as a man of God, you need to wake up. There is a time coming when you will pray, and God said, I will laugh when you pray. You had your laughs, now I'm going to have mine. You're going to cry your head off, and I'm going to laugh. You're going to weep, and you're going to say, God, I, I give my heart and my life to you, and God's going to say, Harvest is past. Summer's ended. Sorry. The door's shut. You're not getting in. Hey, wait a minute! My dad's in there! You've got to let me in! My mom's in there! You've got to let me in! I'm sorry. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. You didn't make it. Well, well, wait a minute. How long is this going to last? It's forever. And I am preaching to somebody right now. I wish I could get somebody, get our saints of God right now to feel what I'm feeling. I would to God that God would just for a moment, please God, I beg of you, sir, would you just come into this house right now? Would you help this poor preacher because I'm not able to reach him. I'm reaching, but Father, I can't reach. I'm falling short, I can see it. I'm watching their expressions, God, and it's falling short, it's like a a hose that's trying to water a plant, but you're just not quite reaching the plant. And I'm trying really hard, God. But I told you, Lord, when you gave me this message that I wasn't able to do this. And it's going to take a move of your spirit. I just would to God right now that somebody could feel God one more time. Because there's somebody listening to the preaching tonight that you haven't felt God, and I couldn't tell you when. And the devil has been saying to you, yeah, you know what? Maybe there really is no God. And he's pulling the trap back, and he's setting the trap. 
And you're just an inch from walking in that, my friend. So you need to back up right now and say, God, here I am. I know somebody may be tired in this building, but if you're going to nap, this is not the time to do it. Because I hear a bell going off in the spirit. All hands to their battle stations, prayer warriors, pray hard. Preacher, preach good. Singers, sing under the anointing. What's going on? There's a soul that's in distress. Mom and dad, if you've ever felt a burden, this would be a good time to feel it. Gram and Grampy, if you've ever prayed for a grandchild, this would be the best time right now. Brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, cousins, maybe God would hear your prayer if you were to pray really hard right now. Because this season is coming to an end. And there are some who are still not saved. Richard, please, let him talk to me, Richard. I've never heard this before. You get on down the road. I don't want to hear about your God. Oh, Richard, let me hear it. I, I need to hear it. You know, many of us have our salvation in place, and we're, we're set. We're good. But there's some that don't. And for you, I bow my head and I pray, Father, I am not able to save one soul. Lord, the enemy has placed a hardness around that person's heart. And I can't penetrate it, Father. Only your spirit can penetrate that heart. For there's a good heart underneath that hardness. There's a good heart there, Lord. There's a tender heart. But the enemy, Lord God, has placed a hardness around that heart. And I pray, oh God, that the water of the word would soften that heart right now. I pray for the anointing of God. I pray that you'd help me, Father. I'm, I don't know how to, I don't know what to say, Lord. I'm, I'm done right now. Unless you move, God, that person is not ready. And the season's ending. So, God, please help me. Please help me, God. Thank you, Jesus. I'd like to ask you if you'd bow your heads with me. How long has it been since you felt the presence of God? How long has it been since the tear filled your eye? How long has it been since you were filled with the Holy Spirit of God? Of all people, I would think that you would know how close we are to the coming of the Lord. Of all people, I never would have guessed that you would be the one that would be ignoring all the signs of the times.
and bullying your way right on down the road into eternity. I, I'm going to ask you if you'd bow your heads with me. Is there anybody either online or in this building that would like to feel God's presence one more time? If I could feel his presence one more time, there's hope for me. I just need, preacher, I need to be able to feel his presence. I haven't felt God's presence for so long. I've been standing looking down a lonely road trying to find my way back home. Why I strayed so far, I'll never understand. But I hope that same road will take me home again. Somewhere there was a youth camp. Somewhere there was an altar. Somewhere there was a place where you bowed your knees. Some of you, it was right here at this altar. Others, it might have been somewhere else. And God filled you with the Holy Ghost, but now it's been so long since you felt the presence of God. And I'm asking, I know this is a somber message, but it's a somber moment. You are literally teetering on the edge of the end of this season. You can lunge toward God or you can teeter off and fall on the other side. But it's in your hands now. And here's the deal. The person who needs us the most feels it the least. You've managed to let your heart get so hard that when other people are sitting beside you and tears are running down their face, and their mouth is stammering of the Holy Ghost. You can sit there stoic and unmoved. And you've done it so long now that it's almost too late. Lord, I stand in the gap for that person, Lord. I lay myself on the altar for that person. That's their heart, oh Lord. Somebody cares. That's their heart, Lord. Somebody's not too busy to cry out to God. Somebody's feeling the importance and the heaviness of the moment. You can thank God that there's somebody that's willing to stand in the gap for you. I wouldn't be here tonight if somebody had not stood in the gap for me. I wouldn't be here today. But here's the deal. You're going on and on and on and you never feel the presence of God and you don't even feel bad about it anymore. That's how far you've gotten. You can go days and days and days without feeling God's presence and it doesn't even make you feel concerned. Now let the Holy Ghost take over, I pray, O oh God.
God, you see, you know all things. God, you see every person in this building right now. God, you see that person right now that's going to the end of their season. They're at the edge, Lord. And I pray for them right now. If you need God, maybe you ought to think about getting up right now and moving down to the front and bowing your knee before the Lord. Maybe you ought to consider doing something a little different. You've been doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over ad nauseum. Now you need to make a move. Not to respond when God is calling is the same thing as saying, No, I don't want you in my life. And God takes notice of that. I just have to preach what God gives me. So this is it. I'm just asking, if you haven't felt God's presence for a while, would you find a place? There's plenty of room. You can still social distance and you can still find a place. There's, there's a whole big prayer room and, and there's a whole big place up here at the front where you can pray. This is the time. This is the opportunity. This is the chance. Don't miss this opportunity, whatever you do. Now I'm going to pray and I ask you in the name of Jesus, if you'd pray with me. Father, somebody's been standing looking down a long road that they've strayed away from God. But Lord, they're coming back to you now and they're saying, God, here I am. I give my heart, my life, my all, my everything. Father, I, I'm, I'm giving it all to you, God. I'm not going to hold anything back from you. Here I am. Because, Lord, we know the season is changing now. Lord, we know this come to the end of the season. But, Lord, there's still today. Today. There's still today. I don't know that there will be a tomorrow, but there is a today. Jesus. Somebody that's got the Holy Ghost, would you let God... Move you into the realm of intercessor right now. Would you stand between that person and eternity right now? Would you stand between them and eternity right now? Would you please? Would you intercede? Intercede for somebody right now. It's urgent. 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 I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Ah, I don't want to be shut out. God, I don't want to be cold and indifferent to the Holy Spirit, God. I, I want to be full of the Holy Ghost and faith. Here I am, here I am, here I am, Jesus, here I am. I give myself to you. Praise God. We know the Lord loves us. All we have to do is reach out to him. Hallelujah. I'm going to come over here. I love you, Jesus. I've been standing, looking down.
lonely road Trying to find my way back home Why I strayed so far I'll never understand But I hope that same road will lead me home again Now that road leads beside the church where I once prayed to an altar where I met with God each day I had strayed so far away from God in sin but I hope that same road will lead me home again oh yes that same road will lead me back to Calvary no matter how far my feet have tried oh every road sign still points me back to Jesus it just seems longer when you've been so far from God oh that same road will lead me back to Jesus no matter how far my feet have tried oh every road sign still points me back to Jesus it just seems longer when you've been so far from God I have this confidence because